This portion of the show brought to you by Patrick Eads and everyone at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. Also, Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for cars. GT Car, his great crew at Supel Siding and Remodeling. Also, Hawkeye Courier Express. Big Dog, Satellite, Internet, and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog, a premier dish authorized retailer at 338-6600. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Father's Day's coming up. Get in that store. And Cowboy Lawn Care. Soon to be the proprietor of hawkfanatic.com. Pat Hardy. We can do, we'll figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to get Don Nelson on. Yeah. I can get him, but the problem is he doesn't wake up till six o'clock in Hawaii, which is early, and that's noon here. So, and. So we'd have to do part of the hay Or tape poke. it, but you guys aren't into taping. Well, and, we can't tape it unless it's live on the air. Oh, well, I could tape it is what I'm saying, and then we could play it, but that's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, um, so it would have to, we'd have to move back. Like I was trying to get it for today and Mike was help cause Mike talks to him a lot and he said, yeah, I'll do it. That's fine. And he even told Mike something about your dad being such a great guy. Oh, that's nice. Did he uh, tell him about, uh, about the autograph? The no, I don't think Mike brought that up, but that, <laughs> but that is something that we can obviously discuss with him. Um, well, you guys will just have to discuss that. I mean, he wants to do the show. We're in communique. I've got his contact information. It's just that, you know, like right now, it's 3 in the morning in Hawaii. Well, we could be uh, on Hey Lang and do it live, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Or, or Hey Lang could go from 9 to 11, and we could go, we could switch for a day. How about something like that? Get, uh. So Steve would be on from 5 no. until 1? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, Steve. no, Steve could leave during Hay Lang because he's not on during Hay Lang. He could leave during well, Hay Lang. I'm not coming back. Um, <laughs> well, Tommy can run the board and participate. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we could do that. So um, yeah, can be on Hay Lang. So we could pick a day. So that means I'm going to have to be here for four hours? Yeah, four or five. Well, I ain't going to be here for six. four hours. I would like you here for so six hours. So you want hours. me to do the thing from 9 to 11, then we all of a sudden were I would like you to do no, the thing that, from 9 till 2. That ain't happening. For no, the same we'll we'll yeah. flip-flop and yeah, we'll, we'll I, do the... Okay. That, but I'll talk to Mike. So and, we would do the Hey Lang portion of the show. But <laughs> would, what would be on from 9 to 11? With something. Uh, I'll play a long... Uh, police report. I'll play one of your crappy long songs. I'll put Dark Side of the Moon on. You know you could play. I don't know. Dark Side would not take up... It would only take up half... <laughs> when we first started this podcast, we were a little longer than Dark Side of the Moon. Now we're like Ben-Hur. I mean, this thing has just grown in length. This was an hour-long podcast when this thing started. It was at one point. Guests really weren't highlighted. Now this is a monster that's grown out of control. Hello. A reminder, there is no Hey Lang for two weeks. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. Are you on? But what if are you... it's at noon, you can't do it on Monday or Wednesday because we have shows. Yeah, we have Susan Mims on Monday and uh, Sexy Rexy on Wednesday. It'll have to be Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday. Oh, I don't think he cares what day it is. I mean, you know, I mean, any. 
the days don't matter. I just always give these people the choice of Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So you guys wouldn't mind. We could call it an all-special Hawk Fanatic Tuesday edition. With, yes. And then yes. that, then could we do it later then? If, if we do it, a, could we do it? Could be Hey Pat. From yeah. 11. Could we try to get Don Nelson from like somewhere between 11 and 12 our time or somewhere between 12 and 1 on Tuesday or Thursday? I'd say somewhere between 12 and 1 because he gets up at 12. Yeah, and he gol- usually he's at the golf course by around 7 or 8 his time, which... Um, um, so, well, we'll discuss it. I'll yeah, discuss we'll it with Mike. Only, uh, we're only going to do it if you're going to bring up, if you're, you're going to bring up the autograph. Oh, we got to bring that oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. He may not, my guess is he's not going to oh, remember Oh, of it. course not. I think he will remember it and he'll say, I wasn't going to sign that snotty kiss. <laughs> I get, I'm get, it'd be great if he remembered it, but I It d- would, but he I, won't. I'm doubting he will, and I don't think all the weed he's been smoking is going to help him remember it either. <laughs> and that's no, you know, he's openly, that's a big part of his life now. I mean, that's, you know, and I remember they did the, I think ESPN did a special on him, and I remember him saying that he'd rather smoke weed than take opiate painkillers for the, you know, he's, oh, a, reti- sure. he's yeah. a retired NBA player. He beat his body for years. He's yeah. in a lot of pain. And that's what a lot of these older athletes are saying that, you know, the marijuana helps me and I don't become addicted like I do opiates and what have mm-hmm. I, I, no, I see that argument. It's a oh, legitimate absolutely. argument. It's a absolutely legitimate argument. Yes. I mean, yeah, marijuana doesn't, it's not, there's some side effects. The, well, lungs, sm- uh, smoking marijuana, any, smoking anything is yeah, not good going to be bad for your lungs. But, but it's but, not like smoking cigarettes. But you don't no. smoke 40 joints a day. And no. you don't, it doesn't have... The tar and the nicotine and all it's it's, it's you different. obviously have never worked at KFMH. <laughs> but, well, that's true. But but, but no, it, it's it, no, it's better for you than taking opiates. Yeah, and that's kind of how I'm sure he is in a lot of pain when you consider everything. I mean, he played for years in the NBA. He played until it's, his mid thirties. Very seriously, I've got a severe rheumatoid arthritis. And, you start smoking, and I, it would probably I, help you. It. Well, I could well, see him being an edible guy, not a smoker, but a guy who goes to Milan, Illinois, and buys some jelly beans or something. Yeah, Milan, Milan. But I, but honest to God, yeah. If I could, you see, you can't own a radio station and have any drug use if you're arrested or anything. You will lose your license. Now, there's a man in Nevada, and I brought it up before that killed his wife. Uh, and he owns four stations. He's in prison for life, and he still owns the stations. But if you get picked up for a freaking uh, marijuana, you could lose your license. Yeah. It, it makes no freaking sense. No. So you're saying that there's no ra- radio station owners ever that have ever done drugs? Oh, yeah, what? but if, they've, if they have been picked up for drugs... Uh, then they have a, the possibility is they could lose the station license. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not necessarily, but there's a strong possibility. How did we go from talking about Don Nelson to this? Drugs. Drugs. Pot. Well, oh, I know, but okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's I just, why I don't do. That's why I don't do you, pot. I mean, <laughs> you don't do pot, and you still took us on that tangent. Yeah. Think about that. Well, I probably would make me feel better. Yes, it would. No. Um, Edibles, I think, would be better for him. I don't think he would enjoy the smoking part of it. I think the edibles, and that's a lot of, I know a lot of people that don't smoke cigarettes or smoke pot, but they, not a lot, but I know some, but they will chew the edibles because it makes like their back injuries feel better or just, mm-hmm. they, it, they, it helps them handle anxiety and what have you. And, well, I would totally believe that. And you can get that in Mylan now. Mylan, and there's, is it Jet, 
there's another one. Is it Geneseo? Geneseo has one. Um, Your daytime friend, was it? Yeah. Well, that's where I started my radio K-Gen. career. Well, Milan's right by the Quad Cities, right? Yeah. Yes. Somewhat near the Quad Cities? Yep. It is the okay, so yeah, that's the Quad the, Cities. But, so, yeah, that's I'll keep working on that one. And I actually talked to Steve Rowe yesterday. I, I, I think it's time to get Gary Barta on again. We've had him on, but not for a while. But now it sounds like they're trying to set up a Zoom thing on Friday. I think there's times like oh, with Gary. Uh-huh. I don't think they want to give him to one media outlet before they... Well, that's understood. I understand that. Yeah. But I also don't, if we have Gary on Friday with a Zoom, I don't really want to have him on Monday on the radio, do you? That would make no... St- or would, what do you guys think? Well, as far as this program goes, we wouldn't have Gary on Zoom. No, but it would Zoom stories would be all over. What Gary would be saying on Monday would be old new. A lot of assuming the same questions are asked, and a lot of them would be asked. Yes, it would be a lot course. of repeat, is what I'm saying for sure. Because like we had Chris Doyle on here on a Friday, and then he did a Zoom thing on a Wednesday. That next Wednesday, I barely wrote anything because everything we had on that Friday, yeah. he had, and I think that's what they tried. And I understand that, like with Gary. He hasn't updated us for a lot while on what the university is doing. I think they want everybody to have this, which is and fair enough. I was hoping to try to get him on today, but I never heard back from Steve. Maybe Friday we might, and I don't know if they were hoping Steve was in his. I couldn't tell with his text message if he was saying Friday possibly for Gary or Friday possibly for Zoom. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. All right. Do we have a call? Well, they hung up. Um, yeah, well, this must not have been that important. Patience. A little cartoon bit, what turned out to not be funny in his head. So he <laughs> hung up. What cartoon? Oh, that's what you're thinking he was going to yes. do? Yes. Yeah. Probably. Very, very well could have. Actually, but. and that's, that's okay. That's so what's happened in sports since we last met on Monday? Uh, some things are starting to crystallize as far as some of the pros. Uh, yeah, hockey's going to go right into playoffs. All right, here's what Jamie Pollard is telling Cyclone fans that football home games will be played at no more than 50% capacity at Jack Trice Stadium pending a change in state and local health guidelines means no more than 30,000 fans. And and none of them are addressing right now, and I understand that. It's going to be interesting when they start addressing how the media is going to be handled. Obviously, I'm concerned about that being in the media. I mean, you guys are part of the media. Um, I, 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 I'm telling you, I just don't see... Post-game press conferences. Well, I, I agree with you. I talked to Sugar Ray this morning, and he has gotten the go-ahead at least from Solon and from Regina. So it's all school-by-school school decisions. Evidently, that that we can do games from there for sure. Iowa City schools are having a meeting today. Okay. And Should I bring an extension out? and stand like 100 yards away from Ray? <laughs> Just to... Well, I don't think your headphones will go that oh, far. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I forgot about the headphones. Well, the headphone cords are long, kind of. Well, you can, yeah. Well, you're outside. I just, like I yeah. said, though, the I, I keep bringing it up. I do think that the post-game stuff with football is going to be Zoom, don't you? Yes. Um, okay, so Cyclones have sold 22,000 season tickets, so they got 8,000 more to go. But... You know, he doesn't know that there's going to be 30,000 people. Well, and we don't know what the circumstances are going to be going your... in late June, going into July. Exactly. I mean, you just, this is all really what is being said right now is fine and dandy, but it may not have any impact a month from now. It may be because it could completely change. Because the goalposts are moving all the time That's with right. this thing. We don't know 
We don't know. So far, there hasn't been any major, major spike in anything. But with all those photos we're seeing, there's not enough time yet. Don't we need two, three weeks before we're going to know? Yeah, actually, they say about uh, four or five weeks before. We know. If it but anywhere, happen. yeah. yeah. Okay, other uh, nine University of Iowa track and field athletes awarded All-American honors in an announcement from the U.S. Track and Field Cross-Country Coaches Association. Laulaga Tosaga was named All-American in shot put and the weight throw. Big Ten female field athlete of the conference championship was also named Big Ten women's indoor field athlete of the year. Yeah, she really lost a lot. I mean, she was going to probably yeah. win an NCAA title, and yeah. she had it all taken away. But now I believe she can come back. She was very vocal on Twitter about her desire to feel that she should be able to come back, and they since passed that. And We've actually had her on. Remember yeah. we had her on that uh-huh. one time? Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, great. that is, um, it's just interesting watching these sports try to open up. And really, high school sports here in Iowa this summer is going to be like a lab. It's gonna it really, is. It's going to really, it's going to be interesting to see how things happen. But the one thing, you can't compare media coverage of high school stuff to I- Iowa. I'm telling you, when we do Iowa stuff, guys, we go into a pretty small room with probably 40 media people, and it's just as crowded as crowd can be. I mean, you're, yeah. it's, it's like a bar, a popular bar at like a, one on a Friday night where yeah. you can barely, you can No, you're not going to be doing that. Just, they're not going to have that. Uh-uh. I don't even know. Do you think they'll, I don't even know if they'll have the press box open for all the media for games. I would guess that they won't. And that will no, be, that will be told. Some media may be allowed in as like pool. Unless you can really social distance, that they they won't. And for, I think photographers would possibly be able to social distance or what have you. But I think a lot of media people are going to be told, listen, just watch it from home. You'll do all the Zoom stuff. We'll have make all the players available to you. We'll make the coaches available to you, and you just go from there. That it's going to be interesting to see how the NHL has come close to putting a template in place. They will abandon the rest of the regular season, go straight into the playoffs with 24 teams instead of 16 if they're able to resume play. The decision announced yesterday by Gary Bettman, commissioner, is not a guarantee that games are coming back. The NHL and the NHL Players Association must still figure out health and safety protocols and solve other issues, including where to play. And the NFL is saying that they're going to play their games on schedule with fans fans in the seats that's kind of what i mean you can it's easy to say that right now but that doesn't mean it's going to happen uh right now the miami dolphins owner steven ross says there definitely will be a season um but he also questions whether there will be fans in the stadium they don't know that quite yet the nfl has said it expects to play a full schedule beginning september 10th but is preparing contingency plans in case the coronavirus pandemic makes venue changes or games without fans necessary so Ross also says the NFL's flexibility will allow the league to start on time, and he says the country needs sports entertainment. So that's, I guess that's positive, you know, saying, yeah, we're going to do it. We just don't know how we're going to do it yet. And they don't know if they're going to do it. <laughs> well, they, they don't know if they're going to well, do it. Well, he said definitely. But he doesn't, that's, I don't care what he says. I mean, if things change, if something happens... Well, yeah. oh, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's right. I mean, I like I said, but you just can't say in late May what's going to be happening. We don't in know September. when. I mean, some people are saying the second wave is going to hit uh, in uh, July and August. Some people are saying it's going to be after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, 
they all have just absolutely guesswork. yeah they don't really have any idea other than uh, 98% of them say there is going to be a second wave. Okay, here's Major League Baseball. A rookie at the Major League minimum would make a higher percentage of his salary than multimillionaire stars like Mike Trout or Garrett Cole under a sliding scale proposal by big league teams that players found extremely disappointing. Major League Baseball made the proposal to the Players Union on Tuesday during a digital meeting rather than the 50-50 revenue sharing plan that owners initially approved for the negotiators on May 11th. In addition, the union said the sides also remain far apart on health and safety protocols aimed at starting the pandemic-delayed season around the 4th of July. So it sounds like baseball's all over the place. Well, I, some yeah. of the major players are saying we ain't going to do it. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be skittish. Yeah. I am skittish, and yeah. I'm not a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. the casino opens up next June month. 1st. Yeah, June if 1st. you don't have Major League Baseball, I don't know how you're going to have football. I just don't know how you ease back into it with football. That's why we got to have stuff this summer go well. That's why we got to have the stuff in Iowa high school-wise go well. Let's hope that no... My biggest fear is five or six teams in different sports have outbreaks. Oh, there's seven members of the so-and-so softball team. You know, that happens, then we're in trouble. It's just interesting. All of these sports have these plans, and they're all different. Mm -hmm. because, and they're all fluid. Because nobody knows. Yeah. And they're all flu I mean, they're all, they all could be completely different a month from now because we just don't know. So world team tennis is probably the uh, farthest along as far as their plans. World Team Tennis says it's planning to allow up to 500 spectators at outdoor matches during its three-week season from July 12th to August 2nd at a resort in West Virginia. All tennis events sanctioned by the ATP, WTA, and International Tennis Federation are on hold at least until late July because of the coronavirus pandemic. But World Team Tennis is not affiliated with those tours and no ATP or WTA ranking points are available for its matches. World Team Tennis is increasing its prize money to $5 million, and that's $1.5 million more than for its 2019 season. So that's about 30, they're going to have they're going to do something. That's about 30 seconds that I'm not going to get back. You're reading about. We're I getting, know. Now we're starting to drift into the part that I really don't care How about. How about auto racing, not Pat? Not at all. Keep, uh, Kyle Bush says he supports wearing a mask in public so we all can take care of our neighbor amid the coronavirus I, pandemic. I can't believe wearing a mask in public has become a divisive issue. I mean, that's, I mean uh, it's, ridiculous. it's just ridiculous. I know. But it is. I mean, I've got my mask small on. Now. Segment. I got my mask on now, and I'll wear it when I go into Hy-Vee. I don't wear it here because we're within. And you, yeah, we're social well, distancing. You're not. You're yeah. not going around any people, are no. you? You and no. yeah, we're social distancing. You know, and okay, Lloyd, or one of you know from yeah. Alabama, yeah. he's coming in, and I, th I think he was uh, wanting to come in here, and probably I, I, not. I told him no, we can't. I would say we can't not. do it. Uh, you know, we're not taking any visitors. Uh, we're planning on doing this auction in in June, but uh, it'll it'll be either by check or credit card. Nobody's coming in here. Um, we're not having anybody in here till at least I would say the end of August. So, but yeah, it's just amazing to think yeah. that wearing a mask is a symbol of weakness or government well, it control. It's just it's, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, they did had the same crap back in 1918. It's we're fighting the yeah. same battles. It's just it's, it's, it's it's so exhausting yeah. and nauseating. All right, go back to your boring stuff. All right. 
New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy tweeted that as long as the NFL's Giants and Jets and the NHL's Devils follow health and medical protocols, they could open training camps or even hold competition. The NFL's preseason and training camps wouldn't begin until midsummer. Teams are doing virtual workouts in place of the usual on-field activities because of oh, the pandemic. Virtual crap. That's so ridiculous. I know. What are they going to do? They got to do something. I know. <laughs> well, and that's all professional stuff. College yeah. is such a different it is. landscape. It's so much more complicated. I mean, these aren't. These are still kids under the supervision of their parents. Their parents are still making a lot of decisions for them. It's just a completely different situation. And with college, you've got the combination of, okay, sports, on-campus living. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can have one without the other. I don't, I don't think you can. I, I just don't, I don't see it happening to where if Iowa's playing football, I don't care if there's no fans in the stands. If they're playing football this fall, that means the students are back in camp. I don't see a scenario in which Iowa or any other Big Ten teams are playing football if their students aren't back on campus. On campus. Yeah. Well, and how do you? I mean, some schools are saying we're not going to start till here. We're not going to start. I mean, if nobody's on the same schedule, that's ridiculous. How do you do math? That's unf- well, it's yeah. unfair too. If you got a team that's got nothing but football to prepare for against a team that's having to divide academics and football mm-hmm. during that week, that's not fair. No, it's not. That's just not fair, and I don't see that being the answer either. So it's just, I mean, we could talk about this ad nauseum. And who just, knows? Because we just don't know. I mean, we're not in. I mean, we've been doing this for two months straight of being home. Is it been two or three months? It's been two months. Ten we, weeks. Two week, two months we've been home, April and May, basically, right? And starting yeah. uh, mid-March, a little yeah. over two months. So, yeah, it's. And, Let's ask an expert. This guy knows everything. Okay. Hello. Yeah, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> this man knows what sports are going to start and why, and more importantly, how. Take it away, Adam. Take it away, Adam. Uh, just, I, I'm with Pat, though. you got to have some of this stuff go well in the summer yes. uh, for everything else to open up. And whether you know, you're looking at Iowa or at some point baseball, major league, and some of those sports have to ease into it, and hopefully that just kind of – you know, if all that goes well, hopefully everything in the fall goes somewhat normal, even if they've got to go with a reduced uh, attendance for a while. Well, the reason I say Iowa high schools are going to be an experiment is a lot of high schools don't play summer baseball or softball. That's Most right. of them do it in the spring. Right. And I think those sports, I don't know if they're going to move their stuff back from the, uh, if these other states are moving their spring sports that canceled to the summer to where it won't just be Iowa. But Iowa, this is what we do, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's. If you had uh, Adam, if your kids were older right now, let's say your son, would you be comfortable with them go go play baseball? We're ready. I mean, what would your thoughts be right now as a parent? Yeah, I think it's at a point where I'd be ready for them to to get a bat and ball and go out and play with their buddies. I just think it's you know we've we've done the social distancing thing for a while and easing into it. At some point, we've kind of got to dip our toes into it and get started. And once again, it's about being smart. And mm-hmm. if people aren't feeling well, you got to stay home and you know uh, approach it that way. But I think people are ready. You know, with this whole summer, you know, coming around, the weather's getting better. Um, it doesn't mean everything opens up, but for some of that, I mean, some of these guys just need to you need to be social again. I can see it with my kids. They, you know, when you stay at home, and luckily we've got four of them there mm-hmm. um, and three of them can really kind of go outside and play with each other. But I feel bad for some of those kids that just, I know in the neighborhood, it's just them or they've got an older sibling, but 
you know, they're kind of doing their own thing and they, they're just kind of sitting there. So I think, you know, activity is good, especially getting out and, and playing. So I know these high school kids want to, they want to get out there and, and be active. So, and there again, Iowa's going to be at the map on this because you, just like what you said, I was one of the only sports that, that have summer sports mm-hmm. for high school. So I imagine we'll be looked at uh, pretty close, just not only at a state level but national level too. We know the big concern too is finding enough umpires. I, I think that's it's a, it's a problem without a pandemic. It's I've been reading stuff that it's going to be a serious problem getting enough umpires to want to do these games. They don't make a lot of money, and that it's going to be interesting to see how they work that. I remember we had Josh Burka on talking about his concerns with umpires and what have you but yeah that that it will be interesting because that's a big time commitment to be an umpire for the spring for the summer in these sports yeah and there's a lot of guys that, that do it for not the pay but the love of you know being out there in baseball and umpire mm-hmm. but you're right i mean it's there's a there's a lot of things you know officials are one of them not just umpires but go to basketball games yes. volleyball matches. there's a shortage there's a huge shortage out there and that's just that's one of the things that we're going to have to address as you know, time goes forward. There's just not a lot of people out there that want to do it. No, and it doesn't pay enough money. This, I'm just well, echoing. It too. There's, there's parents that are, and this, is, this was years ago too, but even now, I mean, some of this, they just don't want to deal with some of the other outside pressures. You yes, know? And, and some of it's parents too. I mean, these were, some of these officials get ridden pretty hard. I mean, they take a lot of abuse at games. They really do. Don't you imagine that a lot, a lot of the umpires' task eventually will be done via uh, machines, like the the home plate umpires? You know, but right. well, so how expensive would that be for every? Uh, well, that's that's the every problem. school to have that type of technology would be. Where's that money coming from? What's that noise? I don't know. Did you? Not mine. No, no, it's from. It sounded no. like it was coming from down the hall. Like someone mine turned on. Wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's weird. Uh, you know, with what the Iowa High School Association is doing now with uh, uh, selling the games and selling the videos and not allowing parents to do this, that, or the other, uh, maybe they should up the umpires' pay. Well, you know? that's always a that's always an option. Yes. Uh-huh. I just don't think that's an option they want to address. Yeah, well, no, I'm with you, though, yes. I mean, yeah. well, eventually they'll have to. That's how the market works. Uh-huh. If you don't have enough people wanting to do the job, then you've got to make the job more appealing because you can't have sports without officials, and, well, and it's been an ongoing thing. So it, it will be interesting to see. And, Adam, as far as um, – did you find it interesting that they pushed the deadline back for players who've declared for the draft? I didn't. I think they're basically saying – that they're hoping they're bu- they're buying time, hoping that you know the longer we give them, maybe they will have a chance to go through the process. Maybe things will open up. You think that's what this is? Hoping that the thing situation will open up to where players can go and maybe visit some teams and work out. I think so, but that window will be much shorter than what they've had in the past. I know. You know, mm-hmm. luckily though, the NBA. I mean, they can cancel summer league. That's not a major thing that you have to do. But so you can push this stuff into July and. Because normally, for you know viewers out there, the draft is in June, and then you know you get about a week or two off, and then it goes to a summer league, which they've got one in Florida, Vegas, that pretty much runs for a couple weeks, and then you know takes you to the end of July. That stuff could be kind of wiped out, and you just start pushing stuff later, and then teams really don't have people reporting until uh, September, you know. So there's definitely time for the NBA to to let some of these guys. But then there again, those like Luca. 
who've declared, you got to give him time to, you know, decide what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, uh, once again, every day is something different. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't think there's anything we can definitely count on, but they're going to have to give somebody a window. I mean, these teams are going to spend millions of dollars on these guys. They want to know they're getting exactly, you know, who they think they're, they're getting just from, you know, having them in, interacting with these guys and having them work out. And that's a lot of, if you're just going based on game film from college or, you know, for some of these people overseas, you're definitely want to, you're going to want to see these guys in mm-hmm. person. Well, the NBA is running out of time. I mean, they're the yeah. one sport from the winter that's still trying to hang on to. Oh yeah, true. And I just don't know how much more time they have. And my guess is when they do announce they're going to do something, it's going to be like hockey where they just go right to playoffs. I would that I, I'm because I don't I mean how in, long can they go in semi-related news Megan Gustafson made the wings uh roster 12 person roster and that's good the Dallas wings the team that Dallas died. yes okay okay and uh Kathleen Doyle they're down to 13 and they have to get down to 12 the Indiana team and so if she survive, is not the last person cut, she will make the Indiana I can't imagine team. her not making it since they took her in the first round she would think so wouldn't you think she'd make it Adam well, I would think so. That's your first round draft pick. Yeah, you obviously I, had a need for that spot, so I would think she'd she'd be one of their top choices to stay. And you've seen her play. To me, she's a WNBA guard. She can play both positions. She's five. She's not like five five. She's at least five eight, five nine. And you've seen her, Adam. She can score. She can play points. She can do a lot of different things. Yeah, she's great, and just plays hard out there all the time. And. I think for some of these teams with uh, Dallas and then with Indiana for the WNBA, I got to think their jersey sales go way up with Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye sure. girls on the roster. I I see Dallas jerseys all the time with just girls around, and you know, even though my daughter she loved Megan and, and Kathleen, so she'll definitely. She's already said she wants to go to a Indiana game here uh, if that opens back up. I got Ann and my wife a uh, Dallas Wings t-shirt. What are, what colors are they? Oh gosh, it's like neon. Yeah, maybe. it's kind of weird. Um, did you order it online? Yeah, because I I can't imagine. I I wonder if there's any selling around here. I haven't seen any. Well, but... if you if if they were smart, they would put some up here. They would. Those would sell, don't you think? Yes, and oh the, yeah, especially with her name on the. Yeah, back. that's what I mean. Guess you'd get some up here. And I would. I didn't get Anne a jersey. It was a T-shirt, but she she wears it. Hey, we Adam, have we had you on since we had Gaitens on? No, nope. Okay, now should we ask Adam the same question that we asked Gaitens and he refused? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, you're what six five. Matt was six five. You you were both all Big Ten guards um, and both from Iowa. So yeah, all these similarities, same position. So we asked Matt who would win in a one on one between Adam Holowska and Matt Gaitens and Matt. Basically, what did he what did he do, Tom? He uh, punted. He punted. Basically. He punted. So I want you to get down and dirty and say that you'd kick his <laughs> ass, despite the age difference. You would just destroy him Sp- emotionally, physically. Can we, do we have that? So then we can have Matt on again and maybe try to get him riled up. I don't know. Are, are we playing? Yeah, I, it'd be close. I, I know we played in. Uh, Matt's still in pretty good shape. We played in. Uh, uh, Kenny Arnold deal up uh-huh. in Mason City a year ago, almost a year ago. To it was, I think, second week of May last year. And yeah, Matt still gets up and down with some of those guys, and he'll do pickup with I think some of the guys over at Drake. Now he did so, have an ACL tear, didn't he? Didn't he get hurt playing for the Energy? He did, but you know, he 
I think he's rehabbed that, and obviously yeah. his playing days are done, but he still looks like you no, know, he does. You're right. Lines over there. He's in good shape. He said the same thing about you, though. He's like, oh, Haluska does all those triathlons, workouts. He goes, yeah, I don't know about that, but no, I've always. It's interesting though. You guys are similar. I mean, just your your styles weren't all that similar. They were, but you're both about the same size, same position. I mean, it's just kind of neat comparing the two of you guys. And you were both, you know, yeah, really good players. A, he's a great dude too. He I'm, really I'm is. I'm really happy to see him, and he's going to make a. And he could make a major impact in college basketball. He's just he's a likable guy, knows yeah. the game. He'll do well. And he wants to get into coaching. I mean, he's kind of biding his time. I mean, I mean, he's as director of operations right now, which isn't a coaching position. But you know, he's just, he, this pandemic obviously has kind of put so much on hold for a lot of people and what have you. But um, no, it'll be interesting to see. No, we just thought that was funny. And um, do you have anything else? Yeah, you I didn't know he punted. I heard part of that interview. He punted. That part, so. He did. He punted. It was, now, if that was Mike Gatons, had we asked, Mike wouldn't have punted. Mike would What do you no, think? Mike would have said he could have taken on both of you. Yep, right now at his age and beaten <laughs> yeah. both of you. Yeah, Mike said just let Haluska try to get inside on me. Yes. I believe that's a direct quote. Yes, I think it is. Yep. So we got anything else, Adam? You got anything else before? Uh, how are the how's the stocks doing? Really good. It's been really. And how do you explain that? What's causing that? Been, I think just the optimism that you know things are starting to open up. Some of the numbers are coming out. Um, just on the business side, from some of these companies, they're they're actually not as bad I think as what they thought. And you know, you got a couple of companies here saying that they're moving forward with you know vaccination that they're getting close. Mm-hmm. So all that kind of... Did you see there's a poll, CBS poll, uh, only 50% of uh, those polled would get the vaccination. I mean... Well, isn't that similar to the people that do get yeah. the flu vaccination? Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Sense. It's stupid, but that's that's our world. That's the world we live in. Yeah. yeah. Well, although I didn't get the flu vaccination for years because I never thought... This past year, though, I did. Yeah. This last November, I got them, and I'm kind of glad I did. So, well, that's good because, um, I, I mean, I had those two months where my monthly, I'd get my IRA, and then, my God, it dropped 31000 But this last one, it did go up. So things are starting. Yeah. But, like we know, we just got to hope that the results continue to be positive. I mean, that's, you know. So well, we hope. So we'll see. All right, Adam, take it away. Thanks, sir. This is Adam Haleska, Wells Fargo Advisors with the Markets. Good morning, everyone. U.S. equities rallied on Tuesday as amid optimism surrounding economic reopenings and COVID-19 vaccine developments transpired. However, ongoing U.S. and China tensions lingered, with stocks pairing session gains on fresh reports that Washington was uh, contemplating imposing a range of sanctions on Beijing over plans to implement new national security laws in Hong Kong. Yesterday, the S&P advanced 1.2%, briefly surpassing the 3,000-point mark and its 200-day moving average for the first time since early March. The Dow climbed 529 points yesterday, while the NASDAQ composite added 0.2%. Once again, this is for yesterday. The small-cap Russell 2000 index surged nearly 3%. It was up 2.9%, building onto last week's 7.8% gain. 9 of 11 sectors closed in positive territory yesterday. Travel-related stocks were among the standouts, with several airlines and cruise line operators posting gains of at least 12.5%. In other corporate news, shares of the biotech company Novavax rose after announcing the start of its first human coronavirus vaccination trial. 
while Merck also advanced on plans uh, to develop two separate vaccines. Uh, U.S. markets today are mixed uh, here on Wednesday amid continued expectations that the business activity will resume relatively quickly. Uh, The Dow is up 248 points. S&P is up six. NASDAQ is down uh, 79 points here in early trading. In corporate news today, Disney is advancing 1.3% as the company prepares to submit its reopening plan for its Orlando Walt Disney Resort. Elsewhere, Papa John's International is climbing half a percent after noting that comparable store sales did spike 33.5% in North America this month. And tractor supply is up 5% this morning after setting expectations that the current quarter would feature record profit and revenue. Treasuries are weaker this morning with the yield on the 10-year note up three basis points to 0.71%. On the data front, MBA mortgage applications increased 2.7% in the latest week. And in commodities here, WTI crude is slipping 1.6%. Crude is at $33.81 a barrel, though it is still up nearly 80% month to date. Once again, this has been Adam Aluska with Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. If you're in the Iowa City, Coralville area, we can be reached at 319-338-3799, or you can come in and see us, Adam Aluska, Corrierian, Ted Stoley, Scott Higgins, and Karen Jackson. We're at 501 12th Avenue, Suite 201 in Coralville, Iowa. 1630 KCJJ on TuneIn. Powered by McDonald's at the Iowa City Marketplace. Here is your KCJJ forecast. Today, mostly cloudy. We'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms with a high right around 80 this afternoon. The wind out of the southeast at 5 to 15. Tonight, scattered showers and thunderstorms are low down to 65. Tomorrow, cloudy with scattered showers and thunderstorms 74. And the rain could be heavy. We could get a half inch or more of rain tonight through tomorrow. Then on Friday, sunshine 71. We will stay sunny and dry right on through the weekend. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KC. CJJ. Right now, it's 72. Need to deliver anything locally? Then you need Hawkeye Courier Express. They will deliver anything as long as it's legal. Hawkeye Courier Express offers within-the-hour delivery if needed, and they're fully licensed and insured. Call Hawkeye Courier Express at 358-6302. That's 358-6302. For local delivery in Iowa City, Coralville, and North Liberty, call Hawkeye Courier Express. Reliable, dependable, and fast. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. 
Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Hi, it's Carrie from Deary, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Iowa City. The governor has deemed our dealership as an essential business, and we are here, business as usual. Well, business practices that are best for these trying times. We will pick up your vehicle, get it serviced, and return it to your home or business. If you see a car you like online, we will bring it to you for a test drive. Anything to keep you safe and satisfied. Our work culture and values are guided by our commitment to customer satisfaction, and as a result, we have earned Chrysler's highest honor, the Customer First Award for Excellence. We are keeping all of our employees working so we can continue to provide the highest level of customer service possible. By giving our customers a great family experience at our dealership, we earn your trust and your loyalty. Deary Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 1 in Iowa City or visit us online at DearyIC.com. I'm Brad Kunkel and I'm running for Johnson County Sheriff. We all know local elections are important, especially a sheriff election because it's your chance to vote for a local law enforcement leader. For 20 years, I've served the Johnson County Sheriff's Office and the public safety community. I'm also a proud supporter of our local nonprofits and served for six years on the Solon City Council. My career experience and dedication to community service has given me the skills and insight to be the next sheriff of Johnson County. I'm asking for your vote on or before June 2nd. 2020. Paid for by Kunkel for Sheriff. I'm Haley and I'm a server at the Oxyokin. My great-grandma started it all and then my grandma. I've been there 42 years. Then my mom and her sister. And now it's my granddaughter. That's the four generations. Basically all of the girls in my family have worked at the Oxyokin. So many people that come back and ask for me. Some of the people I don't even know their names. I just know them by faces. It's really fun to meet all of the people and just interact with the people. My favorite thing is Jaeger schnitzel. Pork loin with mushroom gravy on it. Comes with spatzel noodles and it's very, very tasty. My favorite thing on the menu is the kids mac and cheese and french fries. It's like the perfect blend of like cheese and noodles and it's creamy. And even if you put bacon on top and breadcrumbs, the Oxyokian, just 20 minutes from Cedar Rapids and Coralville's Coral Ridge Mall. It's quite the experience. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. If you're looking for a reliable, affordable lawn care service, you need Cowboy Lawn Care. Cowboy Lawn Care specializes in lawn mowing, weed eating, cleaning flower beds, trimming trees, spring cleanup, and much, much more. Cowboy Lawn Care guarantees their work and are fully insured. Call Johnny at Cowboy Lawn Care at 331-5520. That's 331-5520 for complete, affordable lawn care. Cowboy Lawn Care. From the Hurtina and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtina and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. 13 away from uh, 10 o'clock, uh, soon to be hawkfanatic.com. We are back. Yep, I got the All Ferns team picked, got it all finalized yesterday. Got the All McCaffrey team picked, first and second teams. Oh, it'll be fun and to see. And I've got my welcome 
to the next chapter of Hawkeye Covered. I got that column almost written. Tyler's working on two or three different recruiting things. And like I said, the one interesting one, to me the one really interesting one is the top 10 highest ranked recruits in the Ference era. And the fact that half of them never really. Isn't that something? And the first two were flops. And you, you wouldn't expect that, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't, flops, Dan, Dor- Dan Doring and Kyle Williams were the two highest rated recruits. To, Dan Doring finished here, stayed here, never transferred, I respect it, but had some injuries. But let's face it, he was considered the number one offensive tackle in the country coming out in 2005, yeah. and it just didn't happen. They, I think they eventually he, I mean, he played as at a, times, yeah. and they eventually moved him to guard, I believe, but he just never came close to all Big Ten status, nope. and Kyle Williams never played here. He Is went that to, Bone Crusher? Bone Crusher. <laughs> went to Purdue and played there, and then, unfortunately, his life fell apart. He's in jail now, serving a long sentence for assaults on women. That is not good. So Tyler will have that and have some other things. So, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be early next week. There's some stuff we're going going through right now but yeah we're getting a lot of content ready kind of deciding yesterday we had a got a two-hour zoom thing trying to go over how we want to lay it out how we want the colors to coordinate and this and that so a I'll lot be, of i'll be interested to see what what the, what it looks oh it's like. going to be completely different than what you're used to plus we'll have the the rotation the fight uh-huh. yeah and we're going to be able to have a banner ad that rotates companies up there to where instead of having just one company buying and spending uh-huh. a lot of money to buy the banner ad, you can have three or four companies right. spending smaller amounts of money. Uh-huh. To, it's like it does our pictures. Well, yeah, yeah, and we've already had somebody yeah. come back. They they suspended their stuff during the pandemic. Now they're coming back, but they're coming back at a cheaper price. I mean, I get that. I mean, that you may have to do that with some of these companies no, to, that's right. to get them back. I'm and we're willing to we're willing to do whatever we can because we couldn't do this stuff without advertising and um like i say in this welcome column is we're going to be free content and we're going to be one of the very few left that has free hawkeye content all the other places you got to either subscribe or you know and yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with that but we just i don't want to go there i'd prefer to hope that the locally local businesses and whatever now you'll be able to make donations if you want but the difference between donation and subscription is a donation is controlled by the reader. They can decide whether they want to donate or not. They, if they don't donate, that doesn't mean the content still won't be there. Right. And if they donate, it's up to them how much they're going to donate, and it's a one-time thing a year where subscriptions, you're being told how much you're paying every month. So right. man, I'd like to stay away from that if I can. So there's a little plug, and we're in with Vortex Business Solutions here in Iowa City, and things have been going real well. And what I found out, remember Brian Signs? Yeah. His son is part as a one of the computer tech people. Oh, for, Justin is. Yeah, do you know Justin? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's one of the. Isn't he like fourteen? He looks like he's about twelve. <laughs> Justin's but, probably twenty-eight or so now. He, he does look like he's twelve. Well, how yeah. old is Brian? Well, Brian's got to be my age or older. Brian's fifty to 50, fifty-five, I think. That's right around my age. Jesus. Yeah. I think Brian's right around my age. Oh uh, yeah, I think. And so. um, Justin, God dang, this is ridiculous. Justin does really good work. I mean, he's the one who's been. He does a lot. He's a lot of our computer. He's a lot. A oh, big that's role. neat. Yeah, Justin's great. How do you guys know him? Just from. Well, he Brian worked, worked here. Yeah, Brian worked. Well, yeah. when did Brian work here? Because Brian also worked at the Press Citizen. Uh, ninety-nine, two thousand. How right the in hell there? do you remember any? Because that's when we started up the auctions. Okay. Was he and part of that? Then Brian was here. Um, he wasn't part of the decision-making process, but he was part of the sales force the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, Justin is. I didn't find. I didn't connect the two until yesterday. I mean, I've been seeing his name, Justin Signs, for the last month or so as we've been talking, and then yesterday it all came together yeah. when I realized that he was. He brought his kid out here. His kid was like teeny. Well, well it was I mean, twenty years ago. <laughs> he would have been eight. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's amazing. Time flies, but no, I've been very impressed, and he's part of he's part of their tech support staff. Yeah, he'll he'll do a great job for you. Hello, gentlemen, it's Josh. Pat, sorry I couldn't come at your beck and call. Well, hey, Josh, Josh, hey, five minutes is uh, we were we were, we were able to wait, and we appreciate you coming on on short notice. But no, this is an important Josh topic. Burka. Josh, Josh Burka, ladies and gentlemen, um, does do we does he need any more? Yeah, you, so what get, what's your title, Josh? And uh, well. Why you well, call? you know, don't don't uh, don't ask Ray Gilmore about any sort of titles for me because he's got certain titles that only he thinks he can use. Yes, we understand that. So we'll just keep <laughs> Ray out. But no, Josh works at the University of Iowa in event management, but he's also heavily involved in the umpires yep. and what have you. And Josh, I've been seeing more and more comments on social media about, yeah, this is all great that we're opening up and we're going to give softball and baseball a shot and everything, but people are overlooking. There, there could possibly be a shortage of umpires. I mean, just take take it over. Where are we at with that? Yeah, no, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought this up today, Pat, because, you know, we're going through it right now. Um, so it, in, in relation to this topic, outside of my 8 to 5 with the university, mm-hmm. um, I'm the assistant executive secretary of the Iowa City Athletic Officials Association. Okay. So I was the... The, the head dog for eight years, and then finally had a uh, had the good sense to uh, to say, okay, it's time for someone else to have the fun and frivolity of uh, of working with the schools all the time. Um, so John Mathias is now our uh, executive secretary, but but we've been working a lot with both state associations, the National Association of Sports Officials, because you know as as we commend saying, we didn't ask to be first, but here we are. Um, and, and what we are, what we're all kind of embarking on, is going to be a roadmap, good or bad, for the rest of the country. So you know, when you talk about the you know shortage of umpires, it's going to be worse this year because you know, and very understandably so. There's going to be a percentage, and right now, you know, just kind of ballparking it. You know, we're probably looking at about eight to ten percent of, of umpires are saying, you know what. I'm just not comfortable working or I have a, a pre-existing health condition or predisposed to, you know, illness or in that high risk category that I just don't feel comfortable or I shouldn't be on a ball diamond with, with young people who may be asymptomatic with coaches who may be asymptomatic or in the same straits as they are. So, you know, what, what you guys were talking about before, and, and again, I apologize, uh, you know, I had to conduct some work business, uh, but, uh, you know, I, it's, it's real. And, and I think we're seeing that kind of play out. Uh, the, the, the MAC conference over, uh, over on the, along the river, so the Davenport schools and Muscatine and, and, and those folks just announced that they're only playing varsity competition in baseball and softball this year, so wow. no lower-level competition. Um, Interesting. And, wow. you know, and I think part of that is with, you know, the obviously the, the guidelines that have come out and and also just understanding, you know, from a liability perspective. And, and I think that's been the biggest challenge thus far. Certainly on our front has been the biggest challenge is, is with the liability piece of things well, and something that we've been working very hard with uh, the National Association of Sports Officials with. So is it the kind of thing, Josh, where you have to sign a disclaimer, um, you know, saying if, if I get ill, then I, I will not hold the, the schools or, or whatever responsible? Well, it's, it's partially that, but it's also 
Um, you know, if something, God forbid, happens, and again, none of us want to see it happen. We all hope it doesn't. But if something, God forbid, were to happen and, you know, an and entrepreneurial attorney decides to break out the, the bazooka and start naming everybody on a lawsuit, you know, do officials have coverage at that point? And obviously, a lot of times it can go back to their own uh, homeowners insurance or property insurance, um, which nearly all of them have exclusions for communicable disease. So, you know, as we've been finding out from from uh, several different uh, uh, attorneys, you know, would a could an official be named in a lawsuit? Absolutely. Would an official lose the lawsuit? Absolutely not. But they would still have to defend himself sure. or herself. Right. You know, and and that's the and that's the danger when when you you know look at it on its face and go, okay, is it really worth it? And so that's where, you know, as I said, we, we're working very closely with the National Association of Sports Officials, and I think we're very very close uh, with them um, in terms of at least from our folks locally, of, of being able to strongly encourage them to become members because their insurance does not have that exclusion. So if somebody were to come out of the woodwork and name them in the lawsuit, they would be covered. Josh, what about the scenario in which some, um, some umpires will say, yeah, I'll do gains, but I want more money. And then we got we need more money if we're going to be doing this. We're an experiment, and I want I want some. I'm, I'm, maybe I want a twenty five dollars more per game. Do you see that happening to where you may have to pay more money to get people out there if there's money that available? You know, and and part of it is the, uh, um, you know, part of it is with, um, uh, part of it is just you know, the, the relationship we have with the schools right now and. You know, it's it's a little bit of a give and take because we also know that the school districts themselves are going to be, you know, in struggling financially yes. too. Especially mm-hmm. when you talk about one A, two A, three A schools, you know, that that don't have, you know, necessarily the tax base of an Iowa City or a Cedar Rapids to draw from, mm-hmm. but they're going to be hurting. So, you know, essentially, as you kind of look at that sort of, you know, supply price price demand curves, all that fun economic crap. You know, could we charge more? Sure. Could the bigger schools pay it? Sure. Could the smaller schools pay it? That's a challenge. And okay. That's a big challenge. And to be able to say to, you know, one school, you're going to pay less than another school, it just, you know, from our standpoint, really isn't that feasible. Uh-huh. The, the one thing, the one thing that we do have is, which actually is probably to our benefit right now, um, any games that we assign through our association. Uh, both officials get mileage, which is which is practically unheard of. But now, where you're talking about from a social distancing perspective, okay, you're probably going to need to drive separately. Yeah. Now, there's a, you know the financial incentive is there from that perspective too. So, do you think, John? Uh, I mean, will you have to be wearing a mask when you're officiating? Well, I retired from baseball seven years ago, so you ain't going to see me out there, okay. But, but do you uh, think the people on the base paths will be wearing masks? Uh, possibly, you know, and I'm, and that's the one thing that, uh, you know, the IHSA came out with yesterday is that they are allowed. Uh, they're not required, but they are allowed to do so. Players are allowed to do so, which I think is good. Um, I think you'll, you know, you're going to see some that do and some that don't. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's going to be... For better or worse, I guess a uh, a bit of an experiment to see how this uh, goes. But yeah, I think you'll see some out there. Yeah. 
So are you up, Josh? Are you optimistic about? I mean, I know I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, we got high school softball and baseball starting hopefully on the fifteenth. I mean, just I, what are your thoughts going into this thing? You know, biggest my biggest hope through all of this, and and you know, my boss uh, my boss uh, says hope is not a strategy, but I do hope that you know the school districts, that administrators, that coaches. Um, do understand that this year is about giving kids opportunities to play, you know, mm-hmm. and really coming at it from that mindset. And instead of the normal sort of, well, you know, I don't like this team or I don't like that team and, you know, this person or that person, mm-hmm. you know, it, can we, can we set that sort of pettiness aside this year and, and just come at it from the standpoint of, you know, we're, we're here to provide opportunities for young people. Um, and, you know, frankly, the, the nation is watching us right now. Yeah. And what yeah. we do is going to set an example for the country and, you know, at all levels of, of, of sports, you know, from high school to, I mean, I, who knows? At this point, you know, again, you were talking about the troubles that MLB is having, the other professional leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, again, a lot of what happens here, if something goes wrong here, it's going to have an effect yes. across the country. Josh, it'll so affect. That's why yeah. it's really important to, to to really mind our p's and q's with this. It'll affect what happens in Iowa. I mean, University of Iowa, where you work. I mean, that's like I said. I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens, and we've talked about this a lot, Josh. And I know you're in event management. You're right there. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that we're going to have some type of football played at Kinnick Stadium. I don't think we'll have full fans, but Josh, I can't put a finger on what the post games those post game press conferences those those won't there's no way those will be allowed to happen do you think under this you know right uh, uh, what I'll what I'll say right now is we got we've got a lot of plans out there you know there's plans that we hope we don't have to use and there's plans we hope we we sure. have sure and that's the way you got to do uh, it and they, they run the gamut you know both with 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 media and how that all works in terms of you know from press row to post game interviews all of that to uh, spectators to, you know, even on the field with photographers, videographers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it runs the gamut. Again, hoping that we we have to implement less than more, you know, would be would be great. And I think over the, the coming weeks, you know, we'll all get, uh, Answers. get yeah. some clarity, yeah. not only Clear. just in the state, but from the Big Ten as well, too, of what's going to come down. So, you know, a lot of it is, you know, starting to look at, different uh different things we can make uh um you know if that if something were to happen we can pivot quickly and and go from there well josh i've been saying on the air to tom and these guys i my prediction is it would not surprise me like for iowa football games are played that a lot of the media most of the media watches from home and then we do zoom press conferences i mean that that's just i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong well i hope i'm wrong to a certain extent because if we're having games that's a step forward and but you see how yeah. these Zoom things are. I mean, because you know how cramped that stuff is in the post game, Josh. There's just people oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, e- exactly. You know, and like I said, that's that's part of you know when you look at the different plans. I mean, and they really are across the board from mm-hmm. Zoom Zoom pressers to you know, are we able to have limited attendance in those? You know, do mm-hmm. you have pool reporters? I mean, like like I said, it's just. It's all over the map, but it's all going to depend on what's the guidance we get over the next month or so. Sure. 
uh, month to six weeks, I would say, you know, not just from the governor, but from the from the conference as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's I mean, keep, that's going to be really critical. Let's keep our fingers crossed yep. and just hope for good results this summer with high school sports. And hopefully the because like you said, Josh, we just don't know right now. There's just no way of knowing anything. It's a very fluid situation. So put our toe in the water. Yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, it's I, I just think it's so important that, you know, you know, everybody comes at from a mindset of, you know, giving the kids the opportunity yep. versus the pettiness and all of that. And I, it's really important. Um, I, you know, there's some school districts that we've talked to that, I mean, it's going to take, you know, potentially up to four to six administrators to be there at a baseball or softball game to really pull this off right. Um, I've heard one school district that may have a couple of police, uh, a couple of law enforcement officers at, at, at games as well, too, in case parents push back and that sort of thing. So, you know, we're in uncharted times. And, yep. and again, hopefully, hopefully good sense prevails. All right, Josh, hey, Tom, anything else? Nope. Just uh, say hey to Angie for us. You bet. Will do, guys. As always, appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Thank, appreciate thank you, you Josh. calling. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Josh Burka. I always like talking to Josh. Oh, yeah. he's a good guy. He is. He really, is. he is. He's part of event management. He'll be at the heart of whatever they're doing. Uh-huh. I mean, and it sounds like they're preparing for just about anything. Well, and could be, you have to because there's there's too much fluidity well, and yeah. there's too much too many question marks. And if we are back know. to complete normal for football and we're doing post game stuff in September or October. Like normal, then something Great. unbelievable's happened in the last right. previous four months. Mir- a miracle almost will have yes. happened. And, and so, like I said, I'm prepared for the worst, but you hope for the best. And that's exactly what uh, the administration has to do uh, at, at the University of Iowa and all the other universities. That's what the high school people have to do. Everyone's got to do that. Has yeah. to have the contingency. And I look at it this way. Yeah, I'd like to be at the stadium, but if I'm not part of a pool reporter thing, but I still get the same access to Kirk Ferentz and the players, I can still write my same column, whether I'm there in front, you know, well, sure. you can still do it. So so it's going to be interesting to see how they do a lot of this. There's a lot of decision making, but like Josh said, this stuff that's happening here in Iowa high school sports this summer is going to be sort of a what do you call it? A template. A temp- yeah, that's uh-huh. a good word for it. A template for how things can work or how they maybe, maybe don't work. won't work. So yeah. we'll see. Captain well, comes right. up with a good word, template. Been hearing a lot of that with talking to our web designer, Captain, template. Yeah. yeah. I remember we used to have a Tempest. It's 1963 I, Ford Tempest. Yeah, I had a Tempest. My dad. 1962. It was, no, it wasn't a Ford. It was a Pontiac. Or Pontiac Tempest, yeah. I don't know why I said Ford. We yeah. were, my dad always bought cars from a, a Chevy dealer up in uh, Mason City, a friend of his. See, we have about so our. He's got a good deal. Well, my dad bought his from his brother, who ran Sumner the, Ramsey Pontiac in the, downtown Des Moines. The Tempest had the uh, the gear shift on the yep. uh, dashboard. Sure did. I yeah. remember a big thing, big crank thing. Just, <laughs> yeah. Ours, ours was a blue. I'll tell you what, had we kept that thing and kept it up, that thing worth it'd be worth some money today, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was also the car in the my cousin Vinny. Yes. Ah. Yeah. The car that slipped differential or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, but no, good word, Captain. That was good talking to Josh because, like mm-hmm. I said, it's it's. We're, I mean, we're a couple days away from. They're going to start letting them practice like yeah. the first of June, aren't uh-huh. they? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, and I trust. I do. I trust the coaches. I think these people will try to social distance as much well, as possible. Well, I do too. I I, I, I really do, and. 
Um, I think most people, I, I mean, seriously, most people are, and it is working. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, so, I mean, most Oh, it is working, yeah. Most people, you get caught up on, you know, in the politics and crap, but most people are are at least staying. I, 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 and I masks to, matter. Yeah. Yes, and and I went to, difference. you know, I mean, the restaurants that are opening up, uh, I don't know how downtown is doing because it's a different, but like downtown. on the strip, there's not, people are not crowding into them or anything. Yeah. It's, it's. Easing. We're easing back in it. Yeah. Who sang downtown? Petula Clark. Oh. I loved that song. Oh, crap song. Loved it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think about how you would prepare for game day stuff. You know, in the past, you get the main quarterback gets most of the reps, the backup gets some, and then the third and fourth stringers are mostly observing and things like that. How you get a, you get everyone in a quarterback room? What happens if uh, you know you could go three or four deep pretty easy if someone gets sick? You know, it's just kind of a whole yeah. process. You never really thought about how everyone's got to be ready to go and be prepared for what the game day plan is. You know, yep. it's just got to be. Testing all the freaking time. Yep. Has to be. Yep. And I'm guessing that every time an Iowa football player will come into the football complex, they're going to probably be taking their temperature. Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they have the ability to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, you're right, though, caller. It's going to, it's just going to change everything. Yeah, it's going to be, be very interesting to see what, uh, what they eventually come up with and how much it evolves in the course of the season. And from talking to Josh, it sounds like they're coming up with about any contingency plan they could yeah. think of, and you have to because you just don't you and, have to be ready for everything. Well, and the other thing is is they may end up using four or five different plans in the course of a season. True. As, they, as new information comes in, new problems come in, because there's going to be a lot of things that are not foreseen. Or you could also look at it positive, positively. Let's say in October, all of a sudden, the virus just starts to just dwindle. or something. They may start to open things up a little. Well, you know, we'll see. It could work both ways, too. But I have a feeling what you said from something bad happening would cause them to react more. I think if good stuff happens, I think they'll still kind of stay the course and be well, careful. Probably so. So, But it'll be interesting. Like I said, yep. it's just so fluid. Yeah, because if they, if they do a knee-jerk thing, it could change the whole freaking yeah. season. Yeah. yeah, it really could. And then you're, you know, you got to avoid trying to do something that's going to cause you to have a huge, significant setback. You know, and, and maybe try not to etch things in stone. If we get one, one kid that tests positive, that's the end of the season, you know. That's, I don't think that's, I hope that's right not either. The case. I no. don't think that's right either. I think that's overreacting. That shouldn't be the case either. I mean, like Adam said, at some point you got to dip your toe in yep. there. I mean, yep. but you can still do that and still think that wearing a mask is the right thing to do. You can still want things to move forward. Well, the, still, the mask thing is just It's just so ridiculous. Stupid. It's just so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just fringe, you know. But that, that fringe has always well, been Well, a here. fringe, but you can yeah. say, but, the, but is the, the, president the president fringe? Yes. The president well, is pushing <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, if he was well, fringe, he wouldn't have been elected. I mean, he is well, just pushing this damn thing. Did you see him call out the reporter yesterday who was wearing the mask yeah. and he said he was doing it for being political? I mean, come on. We don't need that right now. I he, I mean... We, but away from him, this isn't politics, but did no. you see that appalling video from Minneapolis? Oh, God. I don't care. I, don't, I mean, we're not that's talking about... We can talk. We can talk about that yeah, on this podcast. That that's, is murder. That's murder. That's of course murder, it is. Period. And he was taunting the people that were telling him to get off him. I, part of me wishes one of those people would have attacked him, but they would have been shot. <laughs> 
on the spot. One of those other cops would have shot him on the spot. No, it's just I mean, what the hell? How do you justify that? You don't you justify, can't justify you can't. that. The only thing you can do now and is send him. The guy was in, in handcaffs. No, and, and I'm not saying like each it. of the four needs the same sentence. The guy with his knee on the neck, to me, he should spend the rest of his life well, in prison. That's murder. The others are that is murder. The others were accomplices, and they shouldn't get as long as sentences, but they should be sentenced. But there's nothing. I don't know how a video. They even showed what was going on prior, you know, them talking to the guy. He supposedly uh, used a $20. They think he was charged with using a $20 counterfeit bill. Is that where this came from? I mean, yeah, something like that. And, you know, honest to God, if a white guy does that, because we've had plenty of it here, they go to court, uh, they're reprimanded the first time, uh, second time they're fined. I mean, it, this is just ridiculous. For forgery, and the guy was in cuffs. The guy was in handcuffs. It was almost like the cop was like flaunting it in front of the camera. Like he was that, had that yeah, well, lack he, of awareness to think that he was going to be able to get away with this. And it, it taints, you know, the, the sad thing is it taints every other cop in the country. It does. It, it does. does. It truly does. And, and the that's other, not fair. The other concerning thing about this is if he doesn't get charged the way people feel, oh. he, it's going, Minneapolis is I, going to be a I guarantee mess. it'll get charged. I think so, too. I mean, I think so, too. I they, mean, they have to. They got to. I mean, they, this. And how you can think you can get away with any of this crap, you know. Especially the guy's the, looking right at the damn yes, phone that's recording him. He was taunting him. him. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how anybody can get away with any crap anymore with the And the poor guy was calling phones. him sir. Sir, I can't breathe, sir. He still had enough decency yeah. to call the cop sir, and the cop was nothing but a racist POS. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. Exactly. It's racism. Yes, it is. And I don't I don't It's racism don't and see, it's murder. Well, and, and I'm then, not gonna listen okay. to anyone try to spin it or defend it either. No, let's go to uh this is why you know, Kaepernick took a knee. He takes a knee, and he loses his career. Uh, but Michael Vick, uh, you know, murders his own dog, electrocutes its own his own dog, and he's now uh, a spokesman, uh, an example that the uh, NFL is using. What a bunch of garbage! And and how many people have uh, spousal abusers and everything, and they're still playing. Well, how about, well, they, they are crack, cracking down yeah. on that. Yeah, they are changing the, on that, but yeah. it's too but, slow. But Kaepernick takes a freaking knee, rightfully so. Kaepernick's situation, his situation, I would. his situation turned political. Michael Vick's really didn't. Right. That, that's the difference. No, you're right. Kaepernick's thing turned political. People ta connected the military with it, and then Michael Vick's thing was just Michael Vick being a scumbag and blah blah. Where Kaepernick's encompassed a bunch of political ideology, and I think that's where it was different. Yeah, now, that's yeah. right. What about the incident that happened in Central Park? She got fired, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, and I felt so far sorry for that freaking dog that she you did. Yeah, um, she was choking. No, I, I, you saw, yeah. I mean, she was choking that, and they took yeah. the dog away from her, and she lost her job, and she should have. Yeah. Some can say that guy was meddling, and he, well, you know, they have leash laws for a reason. If you're there watching birds and some dogs, they're not on a leash. I could see that being annoying. Yeah. And I that was I mean, but Franklin Templeton didn't waste any time in firing her. Nope. And they should have. They should have. I mean, she turned it racial right away. Uh, an, an African American is trying to assault. I mean, it was just. I mean, what a couple days it, it's been. Well, yeah. That's and ridiculous. it'll, you know. That's ridiculous. 
takes your mind off the coronavirus a little bit. I guess that's yeah. the... Hey, yeah. gee, a deadly virus or blatant yeah. deadly yeah. racism? Yeah, I know. Isn't that just what, awful? What door are you choosing today? You know? What would you choose, Captain? The deadly virus or deadly you racism? You got deadly virus. How about the murder hornets? They're kind of dying. What's going on with them? Yeah, they've, they've kind of they've fallen since, off out of the news. Ever since that praying mantis thing, what, they puss out? Now they're heading <laughs> yeah, back to... We, we head, we're going back. They're heading back to China? We can't do this. Those American man- praying mantises are surly. <laughs> yeah. We're out. Well, they got praying mantises everywhere, don't they? I don't know. I think they have them in China. But we just have that story's kind of dropped by the wayside. Well, they'll, it'll, they'll be up. back. Next yeah. time they attack someone? Yeah. Well, that's probably what that's probably what will happen. The next time they... They attack someone. It'll be news again. Yeah. So, but no, that thing, and that, that video, I watched it one time. I couldn't watch it again after of the no, guy. I just no, couldn't watch it. it. horrible. It was even worse than the Eric Gardner one, and that was bad enough. This one, just because the look on that cop's face was sinister. I just, part of me just wanted to go up there and just just attack him. I was getting so pissed watching that thing. I felt so. I and can't he, believe that somebody, you know, what would you do? Seriously, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, we got. In that situation, I would maybe have tried to say something because I'm white and would think that maybe I wouldn't get shot. There you go, yeah. But if I'm a black guy who was going to try to defend that guy, I'd be worried that I'd get shot on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you looked at that guy, the black guy who got killed in the cop, I'd love to have seen put each one of those two in a room and see which one walks out. I bet the black guy walks out. He was not a small guy. No, he was not. And I just, I don't know. And coward, cowardly racist. BS. Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning. I, I just want to make a comment on what you're talking about. Sure. I saw the video, and the, the the times that they said he had his knee on this guy's neck were anywhere from three minutes to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm a and I, I just want to make a point here. I watch a lot of MMA fighting, and when those fighters get the other fighter in a chokehold, they literally can choke them unconscious in a matter of seconds, mm-hmm. not minutes. And the referee jumps in as fast as he can, and, and the guy jumps up, and the other guy's laying unconscious on the, on the mat mm-hmm. after seconds, not after minutes. So this was so ridiculous, it's not even funny. Well, and there's Thanks no referee. The guy. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. It's... Yep. They ought to, they ought to really uh, clean, clean the hell out of the Minneapolis Police Department. Really? You know, and you can't just say this is white and black thing. One of the cops that got fired was looked like he was Vietnamese, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, so this thing goes all over. But the thing, it was another thing, same pattern. White cop killing black man on video. You know? uh, hello? For basically no reason. For basically no reason. When they do that chokehold, they're not cutting off the windpipe. They're stopping the blood. You have those big veins on each side of your neck. Yeah, the clotted and artery. Stopping the blood from going up to the brain. Yeah, the, cl- the artery. Yeah. I'm not the clotted arteries the, is what you're talking cr- about. Or carotid, yeah, carotid. Carotid arteries, yes. Yes, no, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's what's that's happening. That's why they're squeezing each side of the neck. God, that's scary. But it really that is. was awful. That is about the worst ever. Yeah, no, it's yeah. some of the worst video. Some of the worst Thanks. video I've seen. It looks like, it reminds me of some of the video you saw back in the 50s and 60s with them spraying hose. I mean, it, just, yeah, it, set, it, me, it set me back so far watching that thing. You know, and everyone says, well, the South is where, well, this is Minneapolis. You can't get any more north Listen, than Listen, one of the most racist uh, cities in the country is Boston. Oh, without question. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean yeah, you can. No, it's not you, south. You can, go to the, north. you can go to the South well, and the, say, didn't but the KKK start in Indiana? 
Actually, no, Iowa wasn't it? Uh, the, the no, the American Nazi Party started in Davenport. Oh, okay. And then the KKK, I believe, started like in Jasper. Well. I think the KKK started in like Jasper, Indiana, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I apologize to yeah. Jasper, Indiana. Yeah. But I just they're just gonna have to live with it. That just yeah, they're gonna have to live with it. <laughs> and and then would they sue me or would they sue KCJJ? Uh, they, I can't. sue the station. I it's would advise. It's the b- blood turnip issue on, yeah. out of all of us. So. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Good luck to you this year. But no, that that video just really it just it bothered me. Really, yeah, me it, too. It really. My father would have been so sick of seeing that. Uh, I mean, it's it, just. It's uh, you know, and I've got, you know, members of my family are black. Yeah. It just. Yeah. And I don't know. It just makes you sick. It just freaking makes you sick. No, and, they should. He should be up on a murder charge. Yeah, and, and I they think should he be will. Be. I think he will. Be. I think and those will three be. cops should be accomplices. Yes, and as quickly as they reacted, I give the police force the mayor right away. They're like, "This is unacceptable. You're gone." I give. They've done it, but like they interviewed the sister. She's like, "Yeah, that's great so far, but they need they need to charge this man with murder." And you know that doesn't happen overnight. No, no. You don't want to rush to judgment, but to me, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, you got that video right there. And it's like the cop, he was staring at the video. Like, he knew he was on camera. Oh, he knew he was on camera. And he was enjoying it. He he, knew he was on camera. You can tell. Yeah, it's like he thought he was seizing the spotlight and that nothing would happen. I I don't know how anybody thinks they can get away with anything now. I I I know. I know. I I don't know. There's video cameras everywhere. Yeah. You walk out of High B, there's a camera right there. You walk into High B, there's a camera right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, cameras downtown. Yeah, there's cameras. Everybody's everywhere. got a freaking phone. Everybody. Everybody has got a phone. I mean, even if you got a flip phone, you got a camera. Yeah. So I mean, it's every. Yeah, I don't know how you get along with any. You know, get away with anything. But criminals always think that they're that they're smarter than everybody else. And- They've got it all figured out. Well, I think some people, and unfortunately, some cops, I think, think that they're above the law, and they're going to use. And their, they're not. And they're going to use their personal biases to demonstrate that, and that's what we saw yesterday. There was a great live PD cam uh, show that they show people uh, screwing around with ATMs and going to banks and robbing. Mm-hmm. And there's one guy that pulls down. He's got a mask. And he pulls it down and waves at the camera, puts the mask back on, <laughs> takes the money. Jesus, and, God. <laughs> honest to God. God help us. Hello. 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 To me, the really sickening thing is it just keeps happening all the time. That you remember a few years ago, that kid, I think his name was Eric, in New York City. Yeah, Eric Gardner. Yeah. Cigarettes yeah. without, yep. without uh, state tax tags on them. And it took him five years Stopped to fire the cop. And choked him to death. Yep. Yeah. It took five years to fire the cop, didn't it? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, no well, we mentioned that earlier. You're right, caller. We're right there with you. Yeah. It anyway, sickening. there's a lot of sickening things about it, but it, the worst is that this just keeps going on and on. Yep. You I are agree. correct. I completely agree. Good yep. show, man. Thanks. Thank you. A tweet I saw yesterday that was very telling. Some guy tweeted underneath the story about that is, I'm embarrassed today to be a white person. That's what he tweeted. Well, it may, yeah. And it made me think, you know, because it is always the same thing. It's always a white cop killing a black person. Well, not always. You have those two knuckleheads down in Georgia who are, there's some people actually trying to defend them, which is not always, but it's sure a pattern. And it's, you know, it's the justice system in America is, you know, the jails are full of black people. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, they they just are. uh, Manafort goes home, home arrest. Uh, Cohen goes home, home arrest. Meanwhile, 
there's a bunch of black people that did less crime. And, no, and they're far still, less yeah, and they're still in the. You know damn who else prison. is still on the pin? White boy Rick down in Florida. Uh oh, what do you think of that, Captain? White boy Rick's been in jail since 1988. But he, I should get used to it by now. Well, See, I thought I, he got out. No, he did get out. They paroled him in Michigan, but he had done some car theft thing in prison oh, for his no, mother, and they added another five years onto his White sentence. White boy Rick just doesn't learn. Well, I just I feel bad for him. The the system screwed him. But no, this is not to make light. I mean, it's just it's sickening. It's sickening what happened, and it's going to be interesting. I don't think even the far right, the the white nationalists, I don't think will be able to spin this one. Will they? Uh, you wouldn't think so. I can't, sure, they will. How? Well, how will they spin it? Oh, they'll they they will. They'll tell a lie, and they'll keep telling the lie. You know, like uh, you know that we've had mail and people have been voting uh, by mail. Oh yeah, I don't since pay, the freaking civil war. I don't pay any war. attention to that. But that's, I mean, if you no. tell it enough, that's just him trying to it, suppress votes. I know, but exactly. people believe it. There are people that are buying. Oh yeah, it. I know his people believe. They'll believe well, anything. It's the he same says. thing that will happen here. Somebody will start a lie that the guy had who knows what guns. He was a terrorist, whatever, and they'll keep spinning it. And you're right. And people and will buy right. it. That's that's how. Take this call, then I gotta run because I gotta right. I gotta leave a little early today, Captain. But let's take this call. Right. Hello. Uh, uh, just just a quick thing. Okay. Uh, all I gotta say is those African Americans that are rotting away in jail did not commit treason against an entire country like Manafort and Flynn. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you are one hundred percent correct. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And with the t- treason, yeah, we hey, we're done here. Never been any treason at ease. Great song. <laughs> I didn't mind that song. No. All right, right, now this actually was, it turned out to be a fun show. It was a good good show. Thanks to Adam. It, I think it ending five minutes really added to it. I, I agree. And that, guy, that last <laughs> caller, he, there was some, he there was some emotion in his voice. Yeah, yes. tell he's, uh, uh, it's he, true, and he's right. I mean, you could tell that he's a firm believer in what he believes, and I'm sure we'll... Su- now, you watch. Somebody will listen to the show and we'll oh, say that we yeah. talk politics the politics. whole show. Yep. Talking oh, yeah. about some guy getting murdered up in Minnesota is not politics, so don't even go there. Well, it will end up there. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and Police Report's next.